I help busy people value their own self-care so that they can be there for the business they built and the family they love and really age better and have a more balanced life. Setting your mind up for success on a daily basis to be unstoppable, to be bulletproof, and to never give up and dream big. Just keep going forward and don't look back. We're not going that way. We've all been through hell and back in one way or another. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us on the 52 Weeks of Me podcast. I'm Jacqueline Osborne. And I'm Erica Brooks. This podcast is a platform for men and women to share their challenges and lessons they face throughout their journey toward achieving greater life balance through the four pillars of health and, of course, prioritizing the number one asset, you. Amazing. Let's get started. Lisa, thank you so much for joining us. We're so happy to have you here to help get us started. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, thanks so much. I'm an executive wellness coach. I help busy people that are successful and they've spent their whole life building their family and their careers and somehow have neglected their own self-care. I help them value their own self-care so that they can be there for the business they built and the family they love and really age better and have a more balanced life. Well, I'm, I'm here to say, check, I, I hit those boxes. So I'm so excited for our conversation today. To get us started, let's talk a little bit about the journey. Uh, have you always been a, an executive wellness coach? I have been a biohacker on my own body and obsessed with health and fitness my whole life. So not to go down that rabbit hole of how old I am, but over 30 years, fitness has been my passion. So I've just run the gamut between teaching and selling and training people. But I've always been passionate about this one thing, which is health and wellness. As time goes on, you just sort of have to keep reinventing yourself. And I love the process of reinvention. Uh, What a word, reinvention. I know that you started in some of the big corporates. That move to entrepreneurship is a big one. How did you know it was time and you were ready? Well, I'm a very adventurous sort of person. When I lived in New York, I live in California now. I worked in corporate health and wellness sales at New York Sports Club. I've done all the different things within that company too. I've done spinning. And then I moved to California over 20 years ago. And I had been doing side hustles my whole life, you know, whether it was teaching classes or just fun little stuff in fitness. I decided this is the time, you know, you're in a new place. And I can still teach classes to supplement my income, but why not have your own business? And it has been a bumpy road ever since. The shot to success is never straight up. And I always like to fail forward, encourage other people to fail forward. And it's like this and like that. But when you believe in yourself and you have a mission that you find really important and you find something you're passionate about, you'll stay the course and follow other people that have been successful too. The word that's coming to my mind is resilience. You have, you know, you just taught the bumpy path, the ups, the downs, and you've stayed the course. No no matter what life throws at you, you make it look so easy. What's the secret? The secret is I love what I do. I'm passionate about health and wellness. I'm passionate about helping to end the trend of obesity. And I know that if I was struggling during the pandemic, having to pivot, 
I decided that's the time I'm going to launch my podcast about being unstoppable. And I interviewed over a hundred people like yourself about how do we keep going? Cause we've all leveled the playing field. We've all had to pivot so much in just the last couple of years. I've had to do this my whole life. So I feel like I have a message to share of optimism and faith and belief that if you know your why, why do you want it? That you can keep going. And there's so much to tap into. So I'm just going to pick a place to start your, your book, Boss Weight Loss. You, you mentioned already is you help busy executives to lose weight, but you talk about six steps. Can you share what are they and, and what can our listeners do to, to start that journey? Oh, I actually love helping people and sharing the journey. And sometimes when people want to lose weight, they want to jump right in with action steps. Like, what are the steps that I take? And that's important. I do sometimes start with that. I'm really big fan of intermittent fasting for aging backwards, losing weight, just having more energy. I'm really big fan of gluten-free and sugar-free for fighting inflammation, all diseases caused by inflammation. Just going ahead and starting people sometimes with the action steps of what to eat and when to eat is only really one part of the equation. So the first six steps of my book are more about having that bulletproof mindset to get up on the days you don't feel like it and dig into your why and have a vision and stay the course and what to do when you hit those bumpy roads to keep going. I love to encourage people to forgive themselves when you fall down, pick yourself back up and do it again. So I was inspired a lot by my many attempts at like trying absolutely every single diet in the whole world to figure out like what is sustainable? What's going to help me age better? What's going to help me show up with more energy? So I think the six steps are really all about having a vision knowing your why, having an action plan, reverse engineering that action plan, having obviously smart goals, which are realistic, manage your expectations, they're time bound and attainable. I didn't say them smart in the exact orders, but everyone knows what smart goals are. So I'm a big believer in action and accountability. I feel like we all need accountability. All coaches have coaches that have believed in them and held that space for them, maybe when they didn't believe that was possible for themselves too. So it's really about also accountability too. I love how you talk about the importance of mindset. And I think the reason for that is because my own journey, which you know, covered multiple facets. I thought it was a time management exercise as I was going to spend more physical time on myself. But what I learned is it was a mindset shift was that I needed to shift the mindset. And I love how you've incorporated that into whether it's nutrition or physical fitness, because if you don't have the mindset, the mind over matter, no matter what you eat or you don't eat, it's going to be this, this yo-yo. So I, I love that that's where the book starts from. Yeah, I think those um, intangibles that are harder for people to grasp are perhaps the most important part of weight loss. There's always going to be work events and family events and food pushers and travel. So you really have to always get back to what do I want? Why do I want it? And setting your mind up for success on a daily basis to be unstoppable, to be bulletproof, and to never give up and dream big. 
I can't help but say you make it sound so simple. You make it sound so easy. Do you think we are or we tend to or people tend to overcomplicate and it really is that simple? Well, that's a great question too, Jacqueline. I love that because weight loss, once you have the right system and the right support, is simple but it's not easy. And Google isn't going to give you all the answers. If you think, oh, I can just Google and figure it out or else we'd all be rich, thin and happy. So it's good to have a system. It's good to have someone who knows what they're doing to guide you. And it is simple when you have a simple steps to success and you take action because everybody wants to do all the research and everybody thinks they've heard everything and they know everything and it's all a good idea. But who are the people that get up at five in the morning and take action. We talked about setbacks and, you know, it's not always rosy. What do you see as the common or the top three mistakes that people make when they're trying to lose weight? Oh gosh. I mean, I just mentioned trying to go to Google and trying all the latest trends and thinking that you can lose the weight overnight with zero patience and anything worth attaining, anything worth having at all is going to be incrementally done, I believe, in small steps to success. I would say the mistake is not having the patience and knowing that it takes time, wanting it now. And I get that. It's sort of the American way. We all want it right now. We want that easy button. There's no easy button. There's setbacks and there's plateaus and all of that along the way. So really believing in yourself, believing in your system taking the action steps, having the faith, and not expecting to lose 10 pounds in 10 minutes. But really, like I said, smart goals, reverse engineering. Okay, I want to lose 10 goals. Why? Why does it matter? Why now? What's usually stopping me? What is the things that get in the way? And then just putting together a plan and then following the plan, not deviating from the plan, not feeling like you need a treat because you ate really well all week. So you go out all weekend, you sabotage your success, and then you start over on Monday because I have been there. I have walked that walk before. And you're zeroing out every Monday when you think you can eat anything you want on the weekends. Oh, crazy. I I saw something about metabolism and, and, you know, how everyone thinks it's, you know, you can eat really good binge, eat really good, binge, and how that's the exact opposite of creating a consistent metabolism. And it's it's so true, though. I'm, I'm smirking because I, I've done it myself. Oh, I've been there. And believe me, there's always room for wiggle room. Like if I want to have some tequila tonight, it's like a party I'm going to. I was telling you I like to cook my healthy keto type baking stuff like muffins. And I believe if you want to have something that's off your plan, enjoy it. If you have a cookie, have a cookie. You don't have to have a whole bag. You don't have to sit on the couch for days and say, oh, I ate the bag of cookies. I'm going to sit here and just eat everything in sight. Just have a treat, enjoy it and move on. So let's talk about getting started. Sometimes taking that first step is the hardest part of the process. It's, it's getting off the treadmill. I like to say you're doing something different than you do it today. What advice do you have for our listeners who are, who are thinking, okay, I can do this. I can start. How would you suggest they go about that? I love that question because it all starts with one step. You start waking up one day and you're like, I'm going to just only kill. I'm going to run every day. I'm meditating every morning. No alcohol for me. That's not sustainable. So I would say pick one step, 
once you've nailed that for a week, add another step. Like I said in the beginning, intermittent fasting is one of my ninja tricks that I love where I've gotten amazing success with one of my clients lost 26 pounds in the last several months because he's taking the steps one at a time. Another one lost 11 in a month. Another one lost 45 in a year. So I would say start with a window that you can deal with for intermittent fasting and um, see how that works for you. You also have a podcast as if you weren't busy enough. Can you tell us more about that? Oh, sure. Well, like I said, I'm passionate about how resilient I've had to become and unstoppable through various traumas that I've been through in my life before the pandemic even happened. I bought this domain Resilient AF just to represent in my mind what I thought was how I am, how I'm going to get through this. And I interviewed all the top influencers when I first started, a lot of big names and people with short three tips on how to be unstoppable, whether it's in weight loss or wellness or success, mindset I'm huge on. What are three actionable tips? So my podcast is all there to help people. It's called Whole CEO with Lisa G. And there's just amazing tidbits of information to help you guys be unstoppable know how to stay the course, and always forward. Just keep going forward and don't look back. We're not going that way. We've all been through hell and back in one way or another. But how do you want to show up? People are watching. I love that because it's so easy. We talk a lot about self-love and self-compassion, and it's so easy to be hard on ourselves, and it's so easy to be our worst critic, right? We're all I'm like, I have been there, done that, got the t-shirt. It's crazy. It's true. And, you know, it's, we would never treat somebody else the way we treat ourselves. So I, I love it. I mean, coming back to, to tips, cause it sounds so simple, yet we know it's so hard. How do we give ourselves the grace to, to give permission to be human, to make mistakes and to get back up? Well, I have another tip for you guys. If you want to write this down for self love and forgiving unloving behavior. Because I used to say I was a recovering perfectionist, and then I realized that's not entirely true. I still have the perfectionist eye on everything. So I try to forgive myself all the time for everything that I've done wrong, because there's been a lot, let me be honest. I forgive others and just love myself. You know, if I'm running late, I still love myself. If I made a mistake that I should have known better, I still love myself. If someone else did something that they should have known better, I still don't hold on to the anger for very long. Sure, I will get angry. But I think it's important to set a reminder in your phone to just watch that inner critic and and love yourself anyhow. We're all going to mess up. And it's so important. We need that, that reminder. So that reminder is just, is it telling you that it's okay to, to let go? Because... I got a set one. Um, I put these after interviewing a psychologist who's all about self-love. Even though I had done the work 10 years ago with one of my best friends, who's an amazing coach too, Jackie Sabrin, I realized how hard I've been working and pushing and pushing and working that I need to get back to self-love after a lot of trauma that I've been to. So it's just a reminder to love yourself in whatever way you're comfortable with. I'm big on meditation. 
I'm big on visualization and planting a seed first thing in the morning and last thing at night of what I do want to work on. But the little reminders in my phone are just a reminder that I love myself, I forgive myself, and that I move on. We talked a lot about mindset. If I'm not mistaken, I, I kind of have this in our my mind from when we talked. But another big part of your your program or or your philosophy is probably a better word is confidence. Is that can you talk about how confidence plays a role in health and wellness? Oh, absolutely. It all starts with that self belief. And sometimes people think you're either born with confidence or you're not. That is not true. Confidence is acting as if. Confidence is believing in yourself no matter what. And confidence is a decision to try. So just try. If you feel like you're not confident, I've been there. You know, sometimes something happens in life and your ego takes a hit and you don't feel like you're all that in the moment. Act as if. Decide to be confident. It's amazing how if you just show up with a smile and genuine look somebody in the eye, that shows up as confidence. You know, if you're embarrassed and you're just looking down and you're always apologizing, it sends a different message about the power you actually have. We are all so much more powerful than you know. So just own it. We were talking about, or in your own, how you post videos to LinkedIn and how you still don't like it, but you do it every week and you get up and you make it a point. And I love that story because it, it's A, it's vulnerable, but B, it's real. It's the truth. You know, what we see on social media is the end product, but the what it takes to get there is the truth. Thank you for that. Again, it is a decision to try. I never like the way I look on camera. I never like the things that I say, I mean, when I turn my inner perfectionist on. But when I decide that I have a message to share that maybe if one person is listening to that video and it helps them, then I have to make it not be about me and how I'm not perfect. I really hope that resonates with others. Going back, though, one of the things you talked about is unstoppable, but getting stuck, whether it's your coaching or your podcast, I'm curious, what do you think are the the main reasons that tend to lead to that feeling of stuck? Well, that was another reason I launched the podcast, because it was really about going from stuck to unstoppable and getting unstuck, because first thing about getting unstuck is figure out where you're stuck. I learned that from another podcast guest. It's like, okay, so we fall down. Usually when this happens, X happens. Just start small, just like diet and exercise, you know. Find one place where you're stuck and just do a little bit better and make a decision to try. Everything starts with deciding in action. We can all get unstuck. We've all been stuck. Can you share any stories? I mean, of course, no names, but any short stories or examples where you've seen that move from stuck to unstoppable? Because I'm curious in the what, but then, you know, fast following question that how did it feel that that being to look back and say, oh, my God, I've done it. I think that's such a great question, too, because I'm not really one to look back and congratulate myself unless I make myself do it. I'm like, I will look back and be like, okay, you were kind of not good at school. You weren't that interested in school. You were kind of dyslexic and ADD and undiagnosed. You wrote a best-selling book. You know, sometimes I have to make myself congratulate myself. 
you know, you did a DVD, you hate being on camera, you just got out there and you did it. So there's that, you know, there's the podcast. Okay, I made myself celebrate that I did 100 episodes. I had a huge 100 episode launch party. And I interviewed this woman who wrote a book, um, Rena Gupta with my sister, Rebecca Cullen, about pivoting. And it's a great book had her on the 100th episode. And it was so interesting because she's Indian. She's like, in my culture, we celebrate every day. I celebrate my daughter's birthday every month. So I realized there's something in our culture where we're always like looking to what's next and not taking stock in how far we've come. It's so true. I don't know if it's human nature, but it's always the we want more. It's the what else. It, it, we don't stop. It's like that practice of gratitude, you know, and a gratitude journaling. We don't stop and take stock of where we are, or what we've come. We only focus on what we have in front of us. I do that. And I make myself look back because I know better. And I think you guys should all realize the playing field has leveled. We've all been through a global pandemic. We've all had to pivot. We've all, we've all had to shift. That book that I was talking about was called Career Interrupted. It's a wonderful book for people that want to pivot forward and just find somebody else who's three steps ahead of you. Know that you can take that first action step. And if they can do it, so can you. Tell yourself that. I have another coach who tells me that all the time. If they can do it, so can I. So just make that your mantra. Find something empowering and follow in the footsteps of other people that are just even a few steps ahead of you. So let's just pause to acknowledge the benefits. So weight loss, sure, you feel the inches on your waist, your clothes fit looser, that's easy. But there's so many other benefits that aren't as tangible in in whether it's your own personal journey or through your clients. What do you think are the benefits to all this? Why should they become unstoppable? Why, why do they want to get on this journey? Well, you spoke earlier, we were talking about confidence. And I think when you keep your word to yourself, like let's say you wanted to lose 10 pounds and you reverse engineered your smart goals and you're like, I'm going to do this, 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 and this, and I'm going to lose 10 pounds. That's how you create confidence, keeping your word to yourself on your goals that you said matter, but why they mattered and how you want to show up in this world that instills confidence and losing weight gives people more energy. So a lot of times when you're bogged down with thinking after these fast food things, because you're so busy and you start eating healthier, you're showing up, you're going to have less disease. You're going to look better. You're going to feel better. You're going to show up more confident and who doesn't want that? When you say it, it makes it sound so simple. But again, we know it's not, you know, we talked about the getting started, but what about maintaining, you know, once someone starts to see that traction and starts to see it, how do you keep them on the journey, that sustainability, turning it from a diet to a lifestyle? Obviously, not everyone in the world can afford to work with me, but if I'm your coach, you know, the accountability of me giving you the action steps of what's this week's step, how do we do last week, what can you do next week, maybe you can't afford to hire a coach, but maybe you can find somebody else with a similar goal that you can have for an accountability buddy because the cornerstone, anyone can lose weight. Okay, that's easy. Keeping it off, a cornerstone of that in my business is accountability. So can you join a group? Can you egg each other on? Can you inspire others to do the same? Can you find someone that wants to hold you accountable? Texting you. Did you do it? 
I feel as if I need to get back to that. I mean, all so many good tips and I, I hate to do it, but I feel like we're coming up to time and I want to make sure I get to our, or one of our last questions and, and you've recommended a few already, but if you can recommend a book or another book and a piece of advice for our listeners, what would it be? Well, obviously, I was mentioning Career Interrupted because I think it can help women in particular. I love my book, The Boss Weight Loss, and I just love anything that's inspirational and motivational by like Tony Robbins or Joe Dispenza of what is possible. I love the power that I've gotten by those two mentors in my life. They don't even know me, but I listen to their stuff. I participate in their events and listen um, even to their meditations and anything by them will help move you from stuck to unstoppable and just realizing if they can do it, so can I. For for everyone who's now ready, whether it's your podcast, your book, your DVD, how can our listeners find you and access this wealth of information that you have available for them? Oh, thanks, Jacqueline. LinkedIn, I think, is how we met. That's always a great way. I am Lisa Goldenthal. Follow me on LinkedIn. I'm always putting out tons of free content across all my social media, Lisa G. Fit on Instagram, Lisa Goldenthal on Facebook and LinkedIn. Lisa G. Fitness is my website. So it's pretty easy to find me. Oh, well, I encourage everyone to do so. There is so much out there. It has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time and joining us today. Thanks for having me. Bye. Thank you all for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed listening to us as much as we enjoy participating in the conversation. Now your homework is to be sure to like, subscribe, and let us know what you thought about today's discussion. And of course, find us online, 52weeksofme.net with the number five and the number two, and at Instagram at 52weeksofme spelled out. Again, we love emails. So email us at 52weeksofme spelled out at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you all soon. Bye. Bye.